Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we take more of your voicemails following a big win against the Carolina Panthers. But first, Antonio Brown is back in the news for an incident that occurred before he joined the Buccaneers. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko flying solo without David Harrison today. You can find everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I'd like to welcome all new and returning listeners to the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily Buccaneers podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to start things off talking about Antonio Brown, the Miami Herald released a story saying that Antonio Brown was accused of destroying a surveillance camera at his gated community in Hollywood, Florida, and throwing his bike at a guard shack. This occurred back on October 15th, well before he agreed to sign with the Buccaneers. According to the Homeowners Association president, they are not pressing charges, and Antonio Brown apologized and has offered to pay to replace the camera that was broken during the incident. The Buccaneers released a statement regarding the incident saying, quote, We are aware of the reported incident involving Antonio Brown prior to his signing. When Antonio joined us, we were clear about what we expected and required of him, Thus far, he has met all the expectations we have in place. Though the situation seems to be taken care of, agreed upon, under control, it does point back to Antonio Brown's history of anger issues. Now, Antonio Brown said when he joined the Buccaneers that Tom Brady had set him up with life coach Tony Robbins in order to help get his anger management under control. Brown also said that he had focused on his family and on working on his anger problems to try and become a better man. So far, he's done everything that the Buccaneers have asked of him. This situation played out and was taken care of prior to his joining the Buccaneers. I do believe that it's not going to amount to much. However, something that should be pointed out, and it was Greg Allman of The Athletic that said this, that even if the Bucs are not cutting Brown, this could be taken as a violation of his current probation relating to the charges brought against him by a moving truck driver or an NFL issue as something he did while on suspension for violating their personal conduct policy. Again, that's from Greg Allman of The Athletic. So there could potentially be some fallout. However, from the outside looking in, I think the fact that Brown issued an apology, offered to pay for damages, 
The homeowners association said they were not going to press charges. It was all taken care of. I think we'll play in Antonio Brown's favor should any of that come up, which, again, I don't believe is likely, but it is something that you want to monitor moving forward. This was the risk that we talked about on this show involved in bringing in Antonio Brown. We kept saying we had Paige Demakos of the Draft Network on. We had Jake Arians on talking about it from a football standpoint. It all made a lot of sense. But these were the risks that you took on when you signed Antonio Brown were the -the off-the-field issues. Hopefully, nothing comes of this, nothing else happens, and Antonio Brown continues to do what the Buccaneers have asked of him, potentially resurrecting his career beyond 2020. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to take a few more of your voicemails following the 46-23 to victory over the Carolina Panthers. Some interesting conversation coming up as one of our callers asked about two Buccaneers that have been missing for quite a few weeks. But before that, we have to give a shout out to our friends over at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi's a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi made for football watching. While you're drinking one of those delicious Pepsis, you're also going to want something to eat while you're at it, right? Well, between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash Take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurant chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, even the Cheesecake Factory and DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off at zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. Don't forget, Enter code locked on for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Diving into some voicemails now, and we're going to kick things off with a familiar voice, a familiar name, our friend Tyler from Boston. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. Let's go, Rojo. Last week, uh, I mentioned, and y'all touched on, on how abandoning the run was the first deadly sin and a huge factor in the big loss uh, last week, but so happy to see we stuck with it. We had a good mix. I think this balanced attack is really the identity of what this offense should be, and, you know, it paid off. Um, you know, I was so nervous after that first carry, after Rojo fumbled, but luckily this coaching staff trusted him. They stuck with him, and because of that, he got stronger and stronger as the game went on, and 
you know, I'm sure you guys are going to get a lot of calls, remarks about the 98er, but, you know, that was awesome. It deserves a lot of love, but he had some great cuts throughout the game. I mean, you take the 98er out, he still had basically 100 yards, and um, good things happen when you run the ball, and we win when we have a dominant running game. So um, I think many Bucks fans thought we were going to come out with our uh, hair on fire, but, you know, <laughs> made the second-half adjustments, and, I mean, we made this one a laugher, so that's good. Hope we ride the momentum into next week on to L.A., and uh, I hope Teddy Bridgewater's okay. Tyler, always appreciate the phone call. And, yeah, let's start with Teddy. Uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, tweeted out earlier on Monday that Teddy Bridgewater suffered an MCL sprain on Sunday. He's considered day-to-day, and all things considered, it's pretty good news for the Panthers quarterback. You know, there's a lot of Buccaneers fans that kind of put the rivalry aside. Teddy Bridgewater had become such an incredible comeback story, much like Alex Smith. Of course, Alex Smith was far more life-threatening. If you haven't had an opportunity to check out the ESPN story on Alex Smith that chronicled his his injury, his hospital stay, the infection to his leg, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that Alex Smith is back to starting football games. What an incredible story that is. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater battled back from a very serious knee injury, sat under Drew Brees for quite a while, is now the starter for the Carolina Panthers, and a lot of people didn't think that he would ever play again. Uh, it's, it's great to see him starting, and it's great news that this knee injury is not serious. There was nothing wrong with his ACL, just an MCL sprain, made Miss this this coming game, as Ian Rappaport said, he's day-to-day. But, you know, I think a lot of us root for Teddy Bridgewater in spite of the rivalry, and we did so with New Orleans as well, just because Teddy Bridgewater is such a great person. And you want to see guys that are good people and suffer these career-threatening injuries. You want to see them bounce back. You want to see them overcome and perform at the level that they were before. So, great news regarding Teddy Bridgewater. I'm I was very glad to see that. Tyler, uh, moving on to Ronald Jones. Yeah, David mentioned it on yesterday's episode that you can take that 98 yard run away. Ronald Jones still had an incredible game. He was running hard. He was running strong. As you said, he had some great cuts. I'm not a big fan of this whole run into the left thing, and I know people just absolutely love to bag on Donovan Smith. I'll continue to say it. Donovan Smith has not been as bad as people want you to think he's been, but he is not the best guy to run behind. You know, they kept running the ball to the left. It was going for no gain. It was going for losses. You know, I think his pass protection has been better than some people want to give him credit for. But overall, The running game was really strong, especially when they were running up the middle and they were running to the right side, you know, letting Tristan Wirfs kind of lead the way. Obviously, that 98-yarder was sprung through the interior between A.Q. Shipley and Jensen, you know, Jensen who really blew the doors open and, and cleared the way for Ronald Jones. So, yeah, the commitment to the run is paramount to the success of the Buccaneers, and I said it after last week. I'll continue to say it after this week. You know, people want to throw around all these analytics. You know, you have to throw to set up the run, and and you have to throw on first down, and yada, yada, yada. Well, 
you know, what happened when the Buccaneers threw on first down against the New Orleans Saints? They were immediately in second and 10. You know, you were already behind the eight ball there. You know, I saw people on Twitter complaining, oh, a one-yard run by Ronald Jones on first down. Great way to start the drive. Well, that was one more yard than they had on four consecutive drive starting plays last week against the Saints. Positive yards are positive yards. Every little bit helps. So I still don't understand the hatred and the disdain for running the ball on first down. If you're getting positive yards, keep doing it. And all that does, and I said it over and over, I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to keep saying it because apparently people don't want to pay attention to it. You keep running on first down, what does it do? It opens up and sets up the play action for first down in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. We've heard coaches talk about it. We've heard people you know, that are experts that have been around this game talk about it. You may run a play in the first quarter to give a certain look to set up something that you want to run in the fourth quarter. It's a chess match. So if you're going to run on four consecutive first downs, Guess what the defense has to do? They have to respect the fact that you're running the ball on first down. So then if you run a play action, someone's going to end up leaking out and being open down the field. It all, everything that these NFL teams do is setting up something else that they want to do. So the people that want to whine and cry and scream analytics and stop throwing on or stop running on first down, you have to throw it and you, you know, it needs to be an 80-20 split. You need to to throw the ball 80% of the time. No, you don't. Because we've seen when this Buccaneers team is committed to running the ball and they have a solid mix of running and passing, this offense is really, really hard to stop. It doesn't matter that they came away with field goals instead of touchdowns in some of those situations. They came away with points. Sometimes those points end up being the difference. You know, the Bucks may only win a game by two points, but kicking a field goal in the first quarter instead of going for it on fourth and two from the 11, could be the difference in a football game. So, again, you know, I realize people love their analytics, and analytics can be a great tool, but it is not the end-all, be-all of football. You have to have a feel for the game. And I know it's painful to bring up, but I'll keep bringing up Kevin Cash pulling Blake Snell in the World Series. You have to have a feel for that game. Analytics said to take him out before he went through the road, you know, through the batting order a third time. Well, what happened? The relief pitcher came in, Mookie bets happened, Dodgers take the lead, win the World Series. You you have to have a mixture of your numbers, your analytics, your probabilities, but also understand what is happening in front of your eyes. And what was happening in front of our eyes a week and a half ago was that the Bucks were getting bludgeoned and they only ran the ball five times. As David pointed out, Ronald Jones' last touch, his last carry, came in a 7 to nothing game. You can't tell me that they decided it was a good idea to game plan that the, they would stop running the ball down 7 to nothing. It just doesn't make any sense. You have to have a solid balance. So, with that... Moving on to our next voicemail, it is 
Adam from Cumming, Georgia. Hey, David. Hey, James. It's Adam from Cumming, Georgia. Just wanted to give a shout-out on this beautiful Victory Monday. Very happy with the way that consistency to stick with the run. Um, that was very good. Uh, I know we had talked about it all week, um, especially with that loss to the Saints. There was no consistency. You know, only five plays ran on that game. But, man, we looked good. We looked good out there. The camaraderie was there. Um, I just really uh, I really had a heartwarming victory feeling. Um, as far as that goes, it was just really nice to see all the guys smiling. I know during the game they panned off to Antonio Brown and Godwin and Mike Evans standing there on the side, and they're all smiling because they know they've all caught something. And uh, that's just uh, that's always nice to nice to see. Um, as far as um, the game goes, I know I stick with the feed um, when they're. And they're going, you know, on social media and stuff, and people were complaining about, you know, even just getting three points. But as you know, if you've been a fan this long, any points is good points in my book. And just to be able to come out with a W is always fantastic. Well, anyway, just wanted to give a shout-out to you guys on this lovely Victory Monday. I'm wearing my Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat as I'm working. And as always, go Bucks. Adam, appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, I already kind of touched on, you know, getting the three points, take the three points. You know, put the points on the board, it may end up being the difference. Um, to touch on one of your other points, seeing, you know, A.B. And, and Godwin and Evans, you know, all standing on the sideline, all smiling. The distribution of the ball by Tom Brady, I think is... If this is what we can expect from the Buccaneers offense moving forward, I think it's a perfect formula. You take a look at the numbers from these guys from Sunday's game. Each one of them led the team in something different. Antonio Brown led the team in receptions. Mike Evans led the team in targets. Chris Godwin led the team in yards. They were all utilized. They were all utilized in different spots. They were all utilized in different situations. And they all did their job. So none of them have anything to be upset about. You know, People on Twitter couldn't get upset that Mike Evans wasn't getting enough targets. He had 11, led the team. Chris Godwin, 92 yards, led the team. He was the third down guy. Antonio Brown, seven catches on, on eight targets. You know, again, led the team in receptions, and they were critical catches. He had an incredible catch. I don't know how he made it over on the sideline. I believe it was in the uh, in the third quarter. It was almost, almost the best catch by a Buccaneer on Sunday. I don't think it quite topped that Chris Godwin catch in the first half. I, I still don't know how that ball got there. It was like, for those of you that have seen the movie Wanted, you know, he... Brady, like, curved the football around the defender. Uh, it, it was an incredible play. But if this is the utilization that they have, and, and Gronk got involved, you know, he had the, the seven-yard touchdown. He had a big catch and run in the second half. Splitting the ball up this way is going to haunt opposing defenses. It really is. Because you know that these guys are going to get a relatively equal target share 
but you never know when it's coming. You know, it's not like there was one specific guy that was the red zone target. You had Cameron Brait, you had Rob Gronkowski, you had Mike Evans get red zone targets for touchdowns. You had Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown all make clutch third down catches. Play action, you know, deep passes, which we've seen go to Scotty Miller early in the year. They were overthrown in this one, but you saw them go to Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. So that's what is going to make this Buccaneers offense so dangerous moving forward is their ability to spread the ball to any of their pass catching weapons in any situation. And as they continue to get a little bit closer to the postseason, a little bit closer to you know those, those final games of the year and continue to grow together, it's going to make this offense even more dangerous. It's really exciting to see. And uh, you know, the Buccaneers can do a lot of damage against a lot of teams because of it. Real quick, before we get to our final question, have to get a shout out to our friends over at Built Go. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. They are easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can throw it in your briefcase, your purse, your golf bag, your backpack, whatever you need to, to toss it in to take it with you. You can easily transport it anywhere you go. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast-absorbing protein. It gets into your system fast. It's easy on the stomach, and it promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So this stuff literally makes you look better. Comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. We have one more caller with a very interesting question that we're going to dive into as deep as we can. Yes, hi. My name is John. I'm from San Antonio. And my question is 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 about um, O.J. Howard, the tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the nose tackle of Vita Vea. Now, I'm asking this because the I heard the Super Bowl might be delayed four weeks, and I was wondering if, if the Super Bowl is delayed four weeks and the Bucks are in it, will Vita Vea and uh, O.J. Howard be in it? John, it's great to hear from you. Hope you continue to call in. And this is a great question. You take a look at the potential of the Super Bowl being moved almost an entire month. Should things have to get shifted around because of this second wave of COVID that we're that we're currently experiencing? You know, could the Bucks get two key players back in that time frame? We're going to start with the bad news. OJ Howard is a hard no. Uh, typically people that have ruptured Achilles injuries, they have to have surgery to repair it. It's basically a full calendar year for surgery, recovery, and everything. So if OJ Howard is able to participate in any kind of training camp or preseason, that's a win. That means he is ahead of schedule. So even with the additional month, should the Super Bowl get delayed, O.J. Howard is a firm no. 
As for Vita Vea, with this ankle injury, there's really no kind of comparison that you can sift through and kind of get a timetable idea as to when he's going to return. Um, you know, any any injured players out there right now that have a broken ankle, teams are not disclosing when he could return, how he could return, if they had surgery, anything like that. And one of the things that David brought up when when this voicemail came across and he sent it over to me for this episode was you also have to take into consideration Vita Vea's weight and size is going to be a huge contributing factor to his recovery. If you rush him out there before he's ready, there is a high likelihood that because of how big he is and the way he has to move to play his position, he could re-injure that ankle in a quick hurry. So you want to make sure he's 100%. Do I think that he would be able to return if the Super Bowl got delayed a month and the Buccaneers happened to be playing in it? I would say it is highly, highly unlikely but I won't rule it out strictly based on the fact that I don't have enough information to make an educated guess as to how he could come back at that point. I would err on the side of caution and say, no, it's far more likely that even with a potential delay, Vita Vea would not be able to return and play in a Super Bowl. OJ Howard, I'm confident in saying, no, there's no chance. But with Vita Vea, I would leave the the door slightly, slightly open. We're talking when your kid is afraid of the dark and he, he wants a little bit of light. And so you leave that little sliver in the doorway just so that some light gets in and, and they can, you know, calm themselves down enough to go to sleep. That's the kind of opportunity that I'm giving him. Uh, it's ankles are funny, man. Ankles are funny. If you rush back, you could end up re-injuring it or injuring it even worse than it was before. You want to make sure that you get the full recovery time before you race back out there. I think it's far more likely we see Vita Vea back come you know the, the offseason, the OTAs. He might be working out a little bit. As far as on the field, probably not until training camp. With that, I will get out of here. Again, thank you to our callers, Adam, Tyler, and John, always appreciate you helping me out on the solo shows. Of course, you can always check out everything Dave and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. You can send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Going to put a nice little bow on the Panthers victory coming up on tomorrow's show and begin looking ahead to the game against the Los Angeles Rams where the primetime Grim Reaper will show its ugly head yet again. Hopefully the Bucks have learned from the other primetime games and come out and play the way they did against the Carolina Panthers. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.